If Stephen Curry's performance last night was any indication of what's to come for the remainder of the season for the Golden State Warriors, Dub Nation, you're pumped. And I'm here to tell you, it very well could be. It very well could be a foreshadowing of the remainder of the season. 16 three-pointers, 50 points for the 2022 NBA All-Star Game MVP, Stephen Curry. We're going to talk about that and what's to come for the remainder of the season as the Warriors start to make the push into the postseason and a possible world championship pursuit. I'm Cyrus Sots as this is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I'm Cyrus Sauces. You can follow me on Twitter at DocSurfRoadShow. You can follow this program on Twitter at Locked On Dubs. I'm recording this a little later than usual publishing this a little later than usual just because it is president's day and i thought it was a holiday until i heard from the from the bosses at the network that hey where's your show today and i was like coming right up sir uh so here we are um there is a lot to talk about despite the fact that last weekend was nba all-star weekend better known in my world as one of the most boring weekends in basketball but this was an exception thank thanks in large part to the greatness that is stephen curry and a lot of other stuff in my opinion, the two greatest Warriors in NBA history is Stephen Curry and Rick Barry, my good friend. And the reason why I don't include Will Chamberlain in the mix is simply because he didn't win a championship with the Warriors. I mean, he bounced around. He got his two rings with other teams. He's synonymous, not so much as a Warrior. And, I, you know, so look, he was a Warrior. There's no doubt Wilt is one of the greatest players ever, but I just don't see him being synonymous with this Golden State Warriors franchise the way that I see Steph and I see Rick Barry. And so it wasn't just Steph having a great weekend when it comes to the Warriors. It was also Rick Barry. Rick Barry was coaching the Rising Stars game. Jonathan Kaminga was playing in that game. And and Rick's team won. Of the four teams out there, he was coaching Kate Cunningham. So congratulations to my good friend Rick Barry, the Hall of Famer, one of the 75 honorary members of the anniversary team. Actually, I think it's 76. Wasn't there like a tie or something like that? But anyway, so uh, nonetheless, um, it was just, it really was a fantastic weekend. And uh, look, for, for, for the, for the, I mean, first of all, the Warriors had five players involved in this game. You had Jonathan Kaminga playing, didn't have a great game. He's 19 years old. Who cares? I'm just stoked that he actually was invited and that he actually played. Uh, you had Draymond Green. Didn't play, but he was invited. He was selected as a player, his fourth All-Star game. Andrew Wiggins was selected as a starter in his first All-Star game ever. Juan Toscano-Anderson uh, was runner-up in the slam dunk contest. That's not so shabby. And then, of course, though, the greatness that is Stephen Curry. And when I say greatness, I mean greatness. I'm going to share uh, the stat sheet, the real important stat line from that game. 
for all the YouTube viewers and for those listening, I'll happily verbalize just how amazing of a night Stephen Curry had in 36 minutes of play. Now, look, they don't play the most rigorous defense in the NBA All-Star game. And for many years, until they changed the format, I always considered the over to be a guarantee. I honestly have no idea what the OU was for this game. I'm guessing one over. Kicking myself a little bit for not betting that. But look at that stat sheet right there. For those of you listening, I'm going to read it to you right now. He was 17 of 30 from the field, well over 50%. 16 of 27 from beyond the arc. That would have shattered the regular season record for most threes in a game. Currently held by Clay Thompson. That would have, I think, right? 14? If I'm mistaken, someone will correct me on that. <laughs> um, incredible. Absolutely incredible. And it doesn't stop there. First of all, he had no free throw attempts. He scored 50 points despite, despite not shooting a single free throw, but you don't see much free throws in the All-Star game anyways. Five rebounds. Eh, two assists, who cares? But 50 points in 36 minutes. Your 2022 MVP, Stephen Curry, it was an absolutely incredible performance. And for a weekend that is normally, again, in my opinion, one of the most boring weekends of basketball. Thank you, Steph. Thank you, crew. And again, on top of the five names I mentioned, don't forget about Rick Barry again, the Hall of Famer. He was coaching one of the Rising Stars teams that won. And to me, one of the great travesties on a side note in, in all of the NBA is the fact that Rick's never gotten a shot to be a head coach. And I look, I, I doubt it's ever going to happen at this point, especially, but he has such incredible basketball acumen. The man knows the game as well as anyone. He might not be in tune with all the latest rules or all the personnel, but when it comes to the game itself, there's no one better. Um, so... It was exciting. You had six current and former Warriors basically stealing the show. And um, I want to play some sound for you from Steph uh, in that game. Actually, before I do that, I want to share one more thing with all of you. Who are, uh, uh, for, for those of you that are watching on YouTube. And this is where if you're listening to the podcast, you're going to be deprived a little bit. Because I'm going to show you this image. Stephen Curry has become the master of making shots and knowing they're going in. Before they actually do. And he, I think he had like two of these in this game where he just heaved it up and just turned around before the ball was anywhere near the rim. And it just went clean in. And this picture for the YouTube viewers, hopefully you're seeing that right now. Rick Barry was sitting somewhere right around here. He told me that. But uh, yeah, and, and the crowd had some incredible high profile, affluent individuals. Apparently Steve Ballmer was right here, owner of the Clippers. Tim Cook, CEO of Apple, was supposedly right around here. That's where Steph was looking. Um, so <laughs> that picture was insane. What a photo. Um, and I'm going to play some sound real quick. Sonny today is in the chat. He, uh, he or she, I don't know your gender, is asking, why must every former great become a coach? I'm not advocating for that. I am advocating for Rick Barry who, being a head coach because he's actually intelligent. He actually knows the game. I strongly believe he could be a fantastic leader of those men on the court. And uh, yeah, so um, I, I, I am camp. I would absolutely campaign for Rick Barry. I, I, I can't say that for every former great, but I do believe strongly Rick Barry 
uh, would be a fantastic NBA coach. Um, and he was coaching the Rising Stars and again won that. He also coaches in the big three. But anyways, enough about Rick. Uh, here's some sound I'm going to play from Stephen Curry. Uh, he obviously was involved in the postgame press conference and um, talked about just the phenomenal performance of that night. I mean, he, he just lit it up. Um, so this first one, he talked about what it means to be the first to win. I'm sorry, the first newly designed Kia All-Star MVP Kobe Bryant trophy. And just what it meant to him. Here's Steph. Actually, before I do that, um, I got always got to make sure that uh, the audio is synced up, and it was not. I'm glad I double checked. All right. So once again, here is Stephen Curry talking about what it meant to win the first ever Kobe Bryant Trophy. Yeah, this is <clears throat> this is definitely special. The first year um, you got to honor Kobe and his life and his legacy with this trophy. You know, all the thought that went into it. Um, I can't spit it off the top of my head, but I know that everything on this trophy means something in terms of his life and what he represented, accomplishments on the court, and to have it be an all-star MVP trophy and, um, you know, for it to be the first one, it definitely makes it special. I've only won one, and to have this one, you know, have a special place at my house and, um like you said, the, the 75 thing uh, or list and the ceremony was very surreal, for sure. Especially, I know for me and the rest of the active players that are on that list, this is obviously a dream come true, but it's something that you don't really get to appreciate until that moment at halftime. You see everybody walking out and you understand where you are in the history of the league. So. Yeah, and Steph is, is clearly, when you talk about the history of the league, uh, I mean, even though All-Star games are completely, uh, you know, they're meaningless in terms of the grand scheme of things. I mean, it's an exhibition game. Um, you're still playing against all the other greats. So there is clearly some meaning. I mean, they're not trying and putting in the effort defensively like they normally would, but it means a lot. And when we come back, I'll play you another soundbite, <clears throat> excuse me, from Stephen Curry. Uh, in the postgame presser, uh, I'm going to uh, address something in my chat from Aruna talking about, I, I'm fully aware that Tristan Thompson, I'll play this right now real quick, uh, or post this real quick. I am fully aware Tristan Thompson was signed by the Bulls. Uh, Rick Carlisle kind of made that public a day or two before it became official, but um, I have not heard about Goran Drogic going to the Nets. Uh, if that's true, that's news to me, and that's a bummer for the Warriors. It's certainly not the end of the world. So we'll talk about that and so much more. There's a lot to cover. Uh, the one team ahead of the Warriors in the standings suffered a very impactful injury to their star player. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to play some sound from Andrew Wiggins as well. I'm also going to talk about Wiggins in terms of a, a column or story, I'm sorry, uh, written by Connor Letourneau in the San Francisco Chronicle. I think this was just published, and Connor's going to join me on Friday uh talking about Wiggins future with the Warriors and in Connor's view he doesn't think Wiggins is going to be here long term um I'll delve into that at least touch on it briefly uh but first let's pay some bills and one of those companies paying our bills makes some really amazingly yummy and delicious protein bars they're called built bars this is the time of year that people usually give up on their new year's resolutions not this year folks Stick to that resolution. Eat right. Thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution for you because you would actually enjoy eating them. 
And have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamony churro. I love churros. Coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. David Loke, who uh, runs this network, he's the radio voice, I believe, of the Utah Jazz, was hyping up coconut marshmallow to me, saying that is the flavor to go with. These are all so good, and they're going to be your new favorite if you try it. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That includes the Puffs. Did I mention 100% real chocolate? These are low-calorie, high-protein protein bars. Replace your candy bars with these. Go to built.com, scroll down to the macros chart where you'll be blown away by the data. Most built bars contain just 130 calories, only four grams of sugar compared to 30 in most candy bars. That's an eighth of the sugar, which is really the biggest culprit for making you fat and making you unhealthy. Just four net carbs and 17 grams of protein. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order again. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. I actually posted an update last night on that on that uh, podcast network or that podcast, podcast channel. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm Cyrus Sotsis. You can follow me on Twitter at DocsRFrocho. And more importantly, you can follow this program on Twitter at Locked On Dubs. I was not aware that Goran Drogic is a member of the Nets. Um, I have not had a chance to look that up. Um, and I just simply don't have the resources because I'm recording this right now as I'm talking to find that out. Look, if that is true, I'm continually baffled by the attraction of the Brooklyn Nets. Next year, yeah, I can see that. This year, though, you don't know if Kyrie's playing home games. I I, I just... I, it, Ben Simmons is not going to be himself this year. I highly doubt that. There's only 23, 24 regular season games left. We don't know when Kevin Durant's going to play again. Goran, why are you picking Brooklyn? That's weird. Why are most players flocking there? I don't get it. I really do not understand it. But you know what? Here's my take on that, if this is true. If Gordon Drogic did indeed choose the Brooklyn Nets of the Warriors, good riddance. Go there. You just made a huge mistake. To me, the players that choose to play for the Golden State Warriors do so because they fit in with a culture where teamwork is appreciated, where selflessness is appreciated, where championships are the goal and not individual accolades. That Brooklyn team still lacks any heart that you need to win a championship. They still lack that alpha that you need to lead a team to a championship. And Aruna's writing, he gets to play regular minutes, though. Does he? I mean, Patty Mills is there last I checked as a point guard. Kyrie's taking minutes when they're on the road. 
And if they somehow finagle him back into home games, I don't know where those minutes are exactly. At least, at least not any more so than with the Warriors. And again, if you're caring about minutes, good riddance. I mean, I, I, I really, it continues to blow my mind when players make the foolish mistake of picking another team over this Golden State Warriors franchise that has proven time and time and again, they are a culture of winning. They are a culture of legacy. And fine, go on, Goran. Go to Brooklyn, enjoy your first or second round loss, you know, and, and watch the Warriors win the championship when all is said and done. That's that's an insult, in my opinion. If the Warriors really were pursuing him, and so much of this is speculative, but if the Warriors were indeed pursuing him and he picked Brooklyn, good riddance. Your loss, your huge mistake. Um, anyways, <laughs> that's a tangent. And look, if he's not going to Brooklyn and I'm just reading off one person's chat that that's the news, my bad. But if, if that's what he picks... Shame on you. I mean, that's a ridiculous choice. That's an utter mistake. Um, I want to play real quick. Uh, Sonny wrote, how many guards who can't defend does one team need? Are you referring to Brooklyn? Yeah, absolutely. And, and the truth is, look, Gordon would have replaced Damian Lee on this team. Would have been an upgrade, but oh well. I am I mean, Damian Lee's not bad. Could you get an improvement on him? Yeah, but... I'm happy with Damian Lee. I mean, again, the, the number one variable for this Warriors team in terms of their success this year is chemistry. They work well together. Team is what basketball is. This is not an individual sport. This is not tennis. This ain't golf. This is a five-on-five -five game. And the Warriors fully understand that cohesiveness, that working together is vitally important for success much more so than individualism. And so, look, if you don't see that, go. Good riddance. Look, but going back to the to the NBA All-Star game, I want to play this other Stephen Curry soundbite because, again, when Dub Nation's boy put up 50 points, 16 three-pointers, I think it's safe to say that's a record that will never be broken in, in All-Star game history. I, I don't see how that could be broken. 16 Two more than the regular season record of 14. I think that's the all-time record. I don't think 14's ever been broached uh, in the postseason. Um, but let's play this soundbite again from Stephen Curry, just because this show should be dedicated to just how amazing of a performance he had in that game. And uh, and all these, these soundbites are courtesy of the NBA's Twitter account. And here's Steph talking about the childlike excitement he and the other younger members of the 75th anniversary team felt sharing that stage. And before I play this, and, and if you don't follow me on Twitter, I retweeted and reposted a lot of this stuff. So if you do follow me, my Twitter handle is uh, Dog Surf Roadshow. Uh, you would have seen all these incredible moments of legends past and present, all converging, hanging out, socializing together. And this is what Steph is referring to. He was on, uh, on this stage, for example, where they took a picture of all the 75 members who were there and they were present. Jordan wasn't in the picture. He came late. Same with Dennis Rodman and a few others, but a lot of them were there. And Steph was standing next to Rick Barry in this shot along. Dr. J was next to him and then Charles Barkley. So this is uh, Steph just talking about the exuberance of being in this moment. I would have been giggling and laughing nonstop. And this is Steph. It definitely took me back to just growing up, watching the game, uh, my son, I, there's a moment we were out there 
Like, we didn't want to leave the stage. I don't know if anybody saw. I was just enjoying the moment. Like, with me, D-Wade, CP, Braun, Giannis, um, somebody else was over there. We were all kind of just acknowledging how, like, kids in the candy store, like, laughing and just what was actually happening and what that accomplishment actually means. And you look around and you see all-time greats that we looked up to, um, you know, coming up in the game. So I couldn't stop smiling. I don't think I, I don't think I will for a while. Just you see the names on the list and you understand, like, we appreciate when the announcement came out, you know, you made the team mm -hmm. and all that. Um, but when you see the, you know, them in person and you feel like the aura of what they were um, and are in terms of the history of the game, it's just a whole different experience. So. Yeah. And I, I completely understand. I mean, I would be, pooping my pants probably if I was in that situation. <laughs> I would be so ecstatic to be surrounded by that many legends. Every single time I host my other podcast with Rick Barry, and especially when he brings out his Rolodex and brings on some massive, huge guests, I just sit there in awe. And then Rick's always like encouraging me to jump in. And I'm like, yeah, sure. But look, I could just sit here and watch you and whatever legend we have on, whether it's Gary Payton from the last show or Sleepy Floyd, my childhood hero. It's incredible, and I can understand Steph's excitement, and that's one of the many reasons why we love him. Uh, so when we come back, I'm going to talk about the standings, what's come for the second half of the season. Uh, the Phoenix Suns have a very serious problem, and the question is, should the Warriors pursue that top seed? We'll talk about that and so much more. But first, let's talk about bet online. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to the Olympic coverage and information, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. I'm going to play that Andrew Wiggins soundbite in just a second where he played in his first All-Star game. Congratulations to you, Andrew. Um, but first, I want to talk about the fact that Chris Paul has a broken bone in his thumb. He suffered that, I believe, last Wednesday, and he's going to miss six to eight weeks. So let's say it's not the absolute optimal recovery time frame for him. Let's say it takes eight weeks. Translation, two months. Two months. That means we're talking about first, maybe second round of the playoffs. Probably first round of the playoffs is when he's probably going to come back. Then he's got to get his conditioning going again. Point being, the Phoenix Suns for the rest of the year no longer have Chris Paul in their lineup. So the question is, the Golden State Warriors, who are six and a half games back of the Phoenix Suns, and they really dropped behind fast and hard in a hurry, but is it worth chasing them now? And Roland, you're writing your, your comment here, which I'm going to publish. You wrote, getting healthy and getting the playoff rotation minutes 
with each other as a priority for the last 24 games. If the number one seed happens, it happens. Could not agree with you more. That is my sentiments exactly. This is a tested and true Warriors team. They have a lot of new players. They also have a lot of veterans who have been there many times. And it's just not worth it. It is not worth expending unnecessary energy to pursue that top seed. If it happens, I totally agree. Great. But if it doesn't, if there's any team this postseason that I am not worried about in terms of not having home court advantage, it's these Golden State Warriors. Uh, you know, And especially when the postseason comes, and again, I tell this to Dieter all the time, I have never seen this team when fully healthy and fully hungry with a strong sense of urgency lose in a seven-game series, ever. You know, 2016, I hate bringing that up, but... Uh, God, man, I always get depressed the moment I think about that, that, that NBA final series, but I will say this, they weren't healthy and Leandro Barbosa told me himself and other players have, have admitted this in the media through various interviews that the pursuit of the 73 win record took a toll. It wiped him out. And look, obviously if the NBA doesn't rig that series and doesn't suspend Draymond Green retroactively while leaving LeBron in there, one of the biggest jokes in NBA history. Um, you know, this is a moot discussion, but it happened. They blew that 3-1 lead, thanks in part to the NBA helping LeBron out. And But nonetheless, they were tired. Bogut was hurt. Iggy was hurt. Steph was hurt. You know, so when they're healthy and their urgency is there, they this is a all-time great team. All-time great. They had the greatest five-year run in NBA history. So I am totally in with anyone who agrees, and I'm, and I'm that it's just not worth it. But with that said, could they? Yeah, because this is how the Warriors work, all right? It's not like they ever take games off. But this time of year coming out of the All-Star break, theater sources say that James Wiseman is going to come back on March 1st. Draymond Green is expected to come back very soon. Rick Barry told me he talked to Draymond for a long time. He talked to both Draymond and Steph during the All-Star weekend. And Draymond told him he feels ready to go. He feels great. 100%. That's what he told Rick. So I think for Draymond, it's just a matter of conditioning and getting him ready. Uh, but this Warriors team, come March, April, they're going to be pushing hard. They do believe in momentum. They want to go into the playoffs with momentum carrying him in there. Because because one of the things with the Western Conference this year, and really the whole NBA, is parity is here right now. Your, your likely first-round opponent, unless it's one of these ridiculous playing teams like New Orleans or Sacramento, but if you're playing like the Lakers or the Timberwolves or the Mavericks, I don't know who the Warriors are going to play in the first round. It's not going to be easy no matter who it is. So this Warriors team is going to push into the playoffs wanting momentum, wanting to feel good, wanting that psychological edge. And you saw the last game before the All-Star break, that heartbreaker to the Nuggets. Uh, Steve Kerr played a nine-man rotation. He gave a preview of the playoffs to come. And you're probably going to start seeing that more and more. You're going to start probably start seeing less minutes for Damian Lee. You're probably going to see less minutes for JTA. I personally would still love to see Moody. I talked about this a lot in the last show. But... Will they catch the Suns? Six and a half games is a lot. I don't think so. Will they stave off Memphis for the two seed? I'm confident of that. I think so. 
And I guess maybe we'll have a discussion for another day in terms of whether or not Memphis should worry you in the second round. Yeah, that could be a 6-7 or game series. <laughs> it won't be a cakewalk, but I'm still confident they'll beat them. Again, Clay Thompson said it best. He, and I don't know if like when they say these things, if they're just if, if they kick themselves afterwards, because you never want to let everyone else know what you're really thinking, right? But Clay said himself after the last game against the Grizzlies that they lost that they're going to start taking them more seriously now. And that's all I needed to hear. The moment I heard that, he, he kind of, you know, let it slip what their mentality was in terms of their approach with the Memphis Grizzlies that, yeah, they did not really look at them as a threat. And they do now. And as I mentioned before, and I'll mention it again, this Warriors team does not lose when the urgency is there. And uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce your name. No offense, but I'd rather not butcher it. This chat question, the Warriors games after this All-Star game are tough, very tough. We can go two and seven if we're not careful. Yeah, but again, if they get Wiseman back, if Draymond's back, and um, if they start playing their brand of ball, which really is just having urgency night after night, they should be fine. This is, in my humble opinion, but I do believe firmly in this, this is the best team in the NBA. And I don't think it's even that close. I really don't. Um, I want to play this uh, Andrew Wiggins soundbite real quick here. Again, this is from the All-Star game because this was his first All-Star game. It was exciting. Um, and he was excited. So this was taken after the game. Here is Andrew Wiggins talking about his first All-Star weekend. First All-Star weekend, you know, I won a Manny and, you know, it was a success. You know, I had fun, enjoyed my time, soaked it all in, you know, most important part. Loved it. Loved it. Got it, but I loved it. You know what I'm saying? Got to play some great players. So it was a good weekend. You damn right. Um the future of Connor of uh of the future of Andrew Wiggins is there's gonna be a lot of speculation about that in terms of um his contract and what happens when it's up. On Friday's show, I'm gonna have Connor Letourneau of the San Francisco Chronicle. He's been the Warriors beat writer for a long time. He finally just gave that position up. He's now going to be their enterprise reporter, meaning they're giving Connor a lot more creative freedom in terms of the content he produces. He's going to be doing a lot more investigative pieces, profile pieces. Um, and the new beat writer we'll have on the show soon as well. But there's going to come a point in the Warriors future. I believe it's going to be after next season when they're going to have some really tough decisions. And, Dub Nation might not like everything I say about this. And the reason why is because the Warriors, in theory, have no obstacles to keeping everyone long-term. The question is, is Joe Lacob going to be willing to spend close to half a billion dollars on one year's payroll? We're considering Jordan Poole's extension going to be kicking at some point. Kevon Looney is an unrestricted free agent after this year. He's making five mil a year right now, if I'm not mistaken. And he's going to want at least that. And he's going to deserve that after his performance this year. Andrew Wiggins makes a ton of money. Here's what I will not support is paying Wiggins the max amount he's getting now. All-star starter, fantastic. Clutch performer, perfect fit for this team, all yeses. Are you worth $35 million a year? No, no. Um, especially when Jonathan Kaminga could take those minutes, especially when Moses Moody could take those minutes. I don't want to lose Wiggins. And I really hope Lacob and company, who are, again, billionaires, they can easily afford it. 
Never tell me a billionaire cannot afford the payroll of a professional sports franchise. Do not ever tell me that because that's a lie. It's a blatant lie. But they're businessmen. They can be frugal. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, so on Friday's show, Connor's going to break a lot of that down because he's been working a lot and, and he's, he's like really excited to come on and talk about this because he's been doing his work. He's been doing his research. He's been investigating. And according to him, there is going to be an odd man out. And again, this is the, this is, again, this is where like myself and a lot of you will disagree. You're saying Joe Lake will be mad to pay all that money. Really? Then sell the team. Give it to someone who is willing to pay that money. You're a billionaire. There are there have never been more billionaires on this earth than right now. Someone else will buy this team and spend the money if you make that a stipulation. I do not cry tears for billionaires spending money to keep a championship team a championship team. I just don't. I do not. And I don't think you'd be mad. Because I think if you're a sports owner, I grew up in the days of Eddie DeBartolo. Call me spoiled. I grew up with one of the greatest dynasties in sports franchise history, the San Francisco 49ers in the 80s and 90s, which also meant I grew up with the Warriors during that time period. So I understand pain and suffering, Dub Nation, more than anyone who is not my age, right? Uh, and all Eddie D cared about was winning. That's it. Didn't, didn't matter how much it cost. That's all it matters. So that's my mantra. Because money should not matter to a sports franchise owner. And when you have a run like this, where they have the greatest five-year run in NBA history, the Piper's coming to collect, and you got to pay. That's the price. Either you pay, or you are not at that optimal level where you should be winning world championships, and instead you're just a playoff team who might win a world championship. That's the difference. And you're right, there's a difference between pragmatism. You're right, most of these owners, most people get rich because they're frugal, because they watch what they spend. I don't doubt that. But any owner that treats a team like a business fails. You have to treat it like an organization where you have to spend to win. That's the bottom line. And I am not someone, again, who sympathizes with billionaires in terms of saving money. Don't come to me for that, all right? I'm sorry, just not going to. Um, so it, that this the moment's going to come where they might lose Wiggins or they might lose Jordan Poole. You know, there's some tough decisions are going to be coming here in the new future, in the near future, and that's what Connor Letourneau is going to talk about. That's going to be on Friday. Tomorrow's show is going to be a roundtable. I, 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 we, we recorded this over the weekend. Uh, David Loke of... of Locked on Jazz, the founder of the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, and the hosts of the Locked On Suns podcast and the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. We're talking about the top four teams of the Western Conference. We all got together, did a roundtable. And um, so we're going to be publishing that show tomorrow. It was fun. Um, and again, and, 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 this chat here, I'm not going to run away from you. Look, you're, but all the NBA owners treat their teams as a business. I do understand that, but we've also never had a scenario where a team was this successful with a five-year run like this in the current cap system, where in order to sustain the success, you have to spend that much more money. We No, no team's ever been in this situation either. Joe Lacob is in uncharted territory right now. So the, so the deal he's going to have to 
approach, what he's going to have to face, the reality is, either I spend a ton of money that I can afford. All right? And this is where, again, I'm not crying tears for them. He can afford it. Easily, might I add. Okay? The, the question is, is he willing to? Probably not. I mean, if we, if we, if we saw the decisions made this year. We saw the Kelly Oubre thing. Uh, they still haven't spent the mid-level exception. So I'm not sitting here saying that is what he's going to do. I'm just sitting here saying what he should do. And so uh, we'll have that debate. And um, and, and look, and just, just so you know, uh, for any of you wondering, Connor and I have already had this discussion. And we're both on the same page in terms of the reality of it. Connor does not think, and he'll get into this more. You know, I'll say that for Friday. Uh, we'll talk about that in great detail. But look, Tuesday's show will be a roundtable. Wednesday's show, I have the greatness, Mr. Elevation Sensation himself, Tim Roy, coming on the show. That should be really fun. He is one of the most underrated broadcasters on the planet. He is the voice of the Golden State Warriors. I'm ecstatic that he's coming on. Uh, Dieter is going to join me on Thursday, and then Connor will be with me Friday. Dieter might be there as well. We'll find out. That's the week. And I'm sorry again for the late show, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Congrats again to Stephen Curry, all-star MVP, my man. He is just such a humble dude. I've interviewed him a couple times. I've been around him. All I can tell you is Stephen Curry has an energy that is incredibly contagious. It's an incredibly positive energy. And the dude, whether it's mental or physical, is just like this. He's a hamster on a wheel. Just going, going, going. And I, it, it's his energy that I feel like is what makes him so great. It's just people just can't keep up, whether it's on the quarter off. He's just going, going, going. But he's got this insane energy coupled with positivity and just a great vibe. And we here in the Bay Area and people who consider themselves a part of Deb Nation, are, we're stoked. We're lucky that he's, he's a part of this, that he's leading this. And congratulations to Stephen Curry uh, for um, winning the, the All-Star MVP, for scoring 50 points, making 16 three-pointers. Um, and just to wrap things up, a question from Sandris. Who do you, you think we will face in the Western Finals? Phoenix Suns. If, if the way things go now, it'll be Suns, Warriors. Warriors will have a semi-tough second round against the Grizzlies. And then I actually think the Suns will be easier than the Grizzlies. That's my prediction. Take it for what it's worth. Anyways, I sincerely thank everyone for watching and listening as I do. I am so grateful for all of you. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at DocsRFroCho. I do respond. I, I There's nothing in my mind that makes me think I'm better or more special than anyone else. So, yeah, I'm always down to chat with people. And, um, yeah, bring it anytime. Please follow me and please engage with me there. And, and make sure you follow the show, please, as well. Uh, the Twitter handle for that is at LockedOnDubs. Um, Otherwise, we'll see you again. Tomorrow will be a roundtable show, and I'll be with you on Wednesday uh, with the greatness. That is Mr. Elevation Sensation himself, Tim Roy. Thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA, Locked On Experts, covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Thanks, everyone. Later.